Um, hey. Is it I, on? Oh, shoot. It's on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little slow today. Hello and welcome. Okay. <laughs> Let's restart. Hi. <laughs> Uh, uh, you're back with Ab and Marty. This is what's up with your sister. It's crack a lacking homies. I wish they could talk back to us. I wonder, it's okay, they don't answer. I wonder if anybody actually sits there and it's like, well, this is what happened on my week and like pauses. Or even if they just say like, hi. <laughs> hi guys. I don't know. I want to know that. Do you guys respond to us when we say hi? Probably not. No, no but it might, might maybe be it makes them happy. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Um, we're, we're happy you're here with yep, us today. Glad to be back. Thanks for coming back. Um, thanks for listening last week and the week before. Um, definitely a, I think, more vulnerable podcast last week, sharing some details with you guys. And I hope for those of you who listened, you you feel a little bit more connected to us and kind of can appreciate our story and, and where we're coming from with these podcasts and our need to support our sisters and find support from our sister friends. Um, so, yeah, happy to be back. I guess wanted to just touch base. Um, we have a couple of things to chat with you guys about this week. I'm doing a little dance with my hands. I don't know. I really don't. This is funny because the other day when we were driving, I was dancing with my hands and you made fun of me for it. Do you remember that? When we were house hunting? Oh, I mimicked you. I don't know if that's yeah. making fun of. Don't they say that, like, that that's the form of flattery? I don't know. Do they say that? Yeah, someone, people copy you. What, what was it that people, what was the phrase like? The highest form of flattery is imitation. Hmm, interesting. Am I making well, that I'm up? flattered. No one ever told you that? No. I, I, I don't know why, but I feel like as a kid, I, I like, had an issue because someone was, like, wearing the things I wore and, like, copying me and mom being, like... What, are you talking about me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe it was you. Um, <laughs> that's funny. No, but just being, like, imitation is a form of flattery, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I liked your hand dance. No, it was bad. It was really bad, guys. I think it was really good. So, Martha, how about you give everybody a house hunting update? Update, update. So, if you watch Abby's Instagram at all, you saw that last week we went through a bunch of houses and she posted them all on her story. Um, We did put an offer in on one house that was like the fourth house that we liked a lot um, and didn't get it. That was the fourth offer that we had made. And then we made another offer on one of the other houses. We also liked that week, but had like ranked number two. Um, So that was our fifth offer on a house. And we got it! Yay! Insert like the the applause. Yeah. Sound. Insert applause. We're holding up a sign and telling the dogs to applaud, but they're not doing it. No. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting to have a house now on the line, and we're going through the process of finalizing all the details. And We are moving full steam ahead. Moving, moving, moving. Honestly. Um, 
I feel like this is going to be quick. I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, and our close date is, like, very fast. It's in August. Yeah, we're doing, like, exactly a month, basically. Um, My Pinterest boards are, like, popping off with um, (laughs) DIY stuff, so decorations, renovations, all the things. It'll be fun. Um, So I'm excited. Me too. I, I think it'll be a cool move, and I'm excited to be in Lancaster and, like, be in a new town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep moving on that. Anything else new in your life? I went on a date. Yeah. Is that where we're going? Maybe. I mean, that's fine. That is not. I had thought of something new in my life that just happened oh. today, which isn't really that big of a deal, but actually it is kind well, of a big deal. What's, what's new in your life? <laughs> Um, I officially am re-enrolled back in my grad oh, program. Oh, that's exciting. Today, so, because I haven't been to school since, um, fall semester of 2018. So I went up to school all the way until, like, December of 2018, and then just, like, 2019 I didn't go to school at all. hmm And that kind of rolled into this year. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, so I, I, I signed really up to exciting. get back. I had to, like, reapply. It was, like, a reactivation application, yeah. not the same. But so I'm officially set back up and um, going to be in fall 2020 classes. So that'll be exciting. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of fills my bucket I'm, up. I'm going to give myself another year. And then I want to start looking into uh, going back for my NP. My suggestion would just be to, like, slowly but surely chudge at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody has their different experiences. I had a bunch of people I went to school with who, like, or I'm, I'm sorry, work with that went back to school, like, work colleagues that chose to do post-grad. And they were different than I was. They were, like, going to do an accelerated program and wanted to get a master's degree in mm-hmm. 18 months, 24 months or whatever. Where I'm more of the, like, five-year program. Because I just kind of go and I'm just, go- yeah. And also I feel like with going slower and taking less classes at a time, you're able to focus more of your energy on those and actually do well. I'm also trying like to do it under yourself. someone else paying for it. That too. So Vertex, oh, I don't know if I've ever said who I work for. I guess it doesn't really matter. My company, um. <laughs> we can just block that out. <laughs> uh, my company does pay you pay for schooling but they only do it like up to a certain number dollar value each year mm-hmm. so if you are doing a full MBA program or master's program under any other whatever you may be studying um and did it all out it would probably cost more yeah then so that's the other thing is I just kind of do it teetering on that me not having to spend any money balance which mm-hmm. is cool other thing that happened this week is we got tattoos. Whoop, whoop. That was fun. And I realized with that, I already told you this, but like all three of my tattoos I have not paid for. I know, which means you should go get your own yeah. tattoo. I actually messaged that tattoo artist that I was. Oh, yeah. Did you hear back? I did. She was. We, we have to. Coordinate. Coordinate and. Email talk and about stuff. sizing. Gotcha. Cool. So. Well, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was good. I, I think it's been a busy week. I'm, I'm feeling like, feeling like my bucket's full. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. I'm glad. Feeling positive. Yeah. Yeah. Still tired, though. Yeah, I'm always tired, though. <laughs> Come to terms with the fact that I'm always tired. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So. Tired gang for life. Yeah. Hashtag. Tired gang. No money, less sleep. Mm, that's not what I was thinking, but I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, also this week we we both went on dates. We both actually went on dates and didn't Post- postpone them cancel and or cancel. I actually postponed mine. But you made it come back but around, I did, which I appreciate. The next day I went, so I, I, I did it. You rescheduled. I rescheduled. Yeah, my, my tire. I rescheduled one of mine, My too. tire went flat because I got a nail in it, so I did take it to the shop and get it, that repaired. Yeah. So, but I went on a date the next day. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your dates first? Or? Sure. I, I did two in one day. Yeah. Which was funny. Crazy. Um, I know. But I had had... Both of these people have been hitting me up and trying to get to know me. Or whatever. Um, in, like, a lot of different ways. So, should I, like, explain how I, I got... Sure, yeah. Okay, so the one person, like, I went on dating apps, like, early on in my divorce. But I really wasn't dating. Like, I wasn't mentally there. But it was just nice to have people... Which now I don't like. Full circle. Like, <laughs> having people, like, hit me up and try. And tell me I was pretty and stuff. But now I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, so these this one guy, like, I think he saw me on, on apps to start. Mm-hmm. And then, like, found me on social media and, like, found me on maybe Instagram. I feel like also Facebook, which I find is, like, a step further, like, to go find somebody on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But um, long story short, I got a message from a, a girl who I know from high school and from, like, church things from when I was young in my early teens Mm -hmm. and we are friends on social media but we don't see each other we don't like know each other's lives or anything but also like she knew publicly I was getting a divorce because I I literally put it out there but anyway she messaged me that like her neighbor who's this nice guy has been trying to get me to answer him on apps and like she basically was like trying to make the connection and like if I was interested in dating like he's also been through a divorce and blah blah and he's a nice guy, and he has a good job. And I was like, okay, cool, good for him. But, like, honestly, I'm not looking for that right now. And that was then. So this guy has lingered and just, like, waited for me to come back around. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of like a dick now that I'm saying this out loud. But <laughs> anyway, I agreed to go out with him. And first it started with, like, texting me to try and meet up. We made we made plans. And then, like, I'm not very chit-chatty, so a lot of times I don't answer or, like, I just... I don't know if people text me every day. Hey, how are you today? Like I'm good. I'm working. Sorry, friend. Unless like you have, I don't know. Mm. So anyway, at one point he said like, are you, I guess you're not really into the chit chat and stuff. So this was like before the date, we decided to get breakfast. We met up at a mutual place to get breakfast. This was the first thing that like, not a huge deal, but definitely just made me feel like, I don't know people who think they can do whatever they want kind of thing. Anyway, he didn't have a mask. He didn't bring a mask with him. Oh. And he was like, oh, I didn't bring my mask because I was, like, putting on my mask as we walked up to the restaurant. And he was like, I thought we were supposed to be able to, like, eat outside. And I was like, we are going to eat outside, but, like, you need a mask to, like, get to your table or whatever. (laughs) And he was just like, I go to work every day and I never wear a mask. 
or whatever. I'm leaving the house every day. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'll go talk to the hostess. So I got us a seat. It wasn't a big deal, right? Like no one in the restaurant or the hostess made a huge deal because he just like, instead of like walking through the people, he just like walked around and went to the outside, outside seat. Mm-hmm. But I, if, that was the first thing that like, I was like, meh. Don't like that. Yeah. And, and, the, and your behavior about it. Not being like, oh, shoot, I totally forgot my mask. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. Like, wow. And I do that, too. Yeah. But it was like a, he's above care. them. Yeah. yeah. So so then I feel like that was kind of, then then the next, then the second thing that I didn't like, and anyone, I'd like to hear people's opinion on this, but, like, he didn't eat. He, like, ordered three, three, um, what's it called? Pancakes. Oh, and she was like, our two, we usually have our, like, our standard sizes, too. And it's really big pancakes. And he's like, no, I'll take three. She's like, okay, cool. So then they send him three pancakes, and he sits there and, like, doesn't eat them. That's crazy. And I ate a whole plate. I love pancakes. Well, like, you invited me to eat. Yeah. And he, I, I do feel like he, like, lied. I, like, because I said something, of course. I was like, are you not going to eat? Or I said, I think I said, is it not good? And, like, pointed at his plate. And he was like, no, it's just, like, hot. It's way too hot. And I was like... Maybe he was nervous. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, but I don't know. For me, like... I eat no matter what. (laughs) I don't want to feel uncomfortable for eating, though. Yeah. And that, like, I guess it would be different if we were both, like, picking. Like, I've also been out on a date where we, like, just shared apps, and we both just, like, picked at the food, Mm -hmm. and we were both on the same level of doing that, but this was, like, I don't know. You're eating a full meal, and he's He's over there, there, yeah, playing with his food. Yeah, and took it home. Asked me if I wanted to go, I asked him if he wanted to go for a walk, so we went for a walk. It was friendly. He's, the, the next thing, though, this, like, my third strike was we were talking about dogs, and for some reason the topic of, like, chihuahuas came up. And, um, I was like, oh, my mom has had chihuahuas and like, I grew up with chihuahuas, but I really like bigger dogs. But honestly, I would have dogs of all different sizes. Like I probably will have small dogs at some point in life when I'm in the situation where I have more property and and space for like my dogs. And he was like, oh, you're going to be one of those white girls who carries around her chihuahua in a bag. And I was like, your chihuahua around with you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, maybe (laughs) like. Even if I was or wasn't, I just felt like it was kind of, like, an insult. Yeah. Yeah. So then, last thing, we're leaving, and I was like, I had a great time. You know, thanks. Uh, You know, I'd be down to, like, get together again if you wanted. And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll, um, I'll, like, reach out to you or whatever to schedule it. Like, hopefully you answer your text messages or whatever. Some backhanded thing about me not answering text messages. And I didn't even, like, fake nice I just was like, ha, just like that. And I made a face and I got in my car. Because I I don't owe anyone a, an answer. And I hate that people get butthurt and, like, personally offended when a person doesn't enjoy texting. Mm-hmm. You're not even asking me shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. So, anyway. So, that was that was the first date. The date wasn't that bad. Like, I was in my head like, eh, this could have all been chalked up to nervousness and just, like, He's divorced. He hasn't really been dating. Apparently, he hasn't had a great experience so far with dating. He's three years divorced, so it's more than me, mm-hmm. which... So, I'm just, like, kind of, like, eh. Then I also, in the, at the same time, I'm, like, I can understand why girls aren't going on a second date with you, <laughs> to be honest. So, there's that one. The, the evening date, I was looking forward to, 
because the guy seemed cool. We we casu- we were casual about our interactions. He's hit me up on Instagram, but not like super thirsty. And then even like asked me to hang out and like wasn't is in a ha- wasn't like bombarding me with text messages mm-hmm. or someone who was expecting me to be all chit chatty. Um, so I was like, cool. I was like, this is already my type of person where they're like, we made plans, verified plans, gonna meet up. There we go. We met up, and he like. Also, he had a mask, but he like didn't want to do, didn't want to wear it. So I don't know if it's like a pride thing where people think it's like corny to like wear a mask. But just FYI, guys, it's sexy. Like science is sexy. So wear your goddamn sack. Sacks. (laughs) (laughs) Wear those goddamn sacks. I imagine like the mask around the. Around the ball sack. I saw I saw a TikTok that was like a girl in a tiny white bikini, bikini and, and, the other, and the nurse was like, I've been wearing my mask wrong this whole time. <laughs> um, so anyway, that, and then like this place is, I guess he didn't verify like what options were out there or what people are doing. Mm-hmm. So this place was like, you could only order by the bar and you could only stay there for an hour and 15 minutes. And like, anyway, so he he wasn't planning on eating. He just wanted to drink, which I immediately am not cool with. Like, mm-hmm. so I didn't even fucking eat food. I went out to dinner. I drove thirty five minutes to not even eat food, which, like, Ugh. yeah, hungry. Yeah, not cool. No. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else. I just feel like he had no personality and was kind of like lame and, um. <laughs> He was like an unsalted saltine cracker. Yeah, Land. just super dry. Super, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He wanted to, then he like was down to like smoke my weed, of course, and wanted to go to this other place that was closed. So he like tried to take us to this place that was closed. And then he was like, I Ubered. Like, can you drive us to the next bar? And then, like, after the next bar, I was like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm driving. Like, I barely even drank, really. I drank one beer. And then, like, so um, he's like, oh, cool. I'm close enough to home. I'll just walk. And I was just like, okay. Like, I don't know. It just, to me, was not a person who was, like, on my level. Mm -hmm. Also, we talked about, like, there was just kind of this, like, work ethic where, like, he was doing what he was doing in life by accident and because it was the best option and because his mom paid for him to go to grad school for a teaching degree so it was like just kind of a privileged person and like like, I remember you telling me about how you like mentioned how we're buying a house yeah wow well I can't believe it yeah well he was like you know how many people our age like aren't can't can't even do that aren't really prepared to do that and I was like yeah totally this happens to also be my second time buying a house so like I just am in a different place yeah, in not, life with him. Not on the same level. Yeah. So that was all fine, but definitely not going on a second date with him either. Mm-hmm. And ended up literally stopping and getting myself fast food on my way home mm-hmm. so that I could eat something. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the best part of the night, honestly. Mm, that impossible whopper from BK. Mm-hmm. It hits different. It does. I also like BK fries a lot. BK fries are good. Um so that was my date's experience, and then my date one went down the drain on Monday morning. <laughs> this was honestly, like, the funniest thing I've, I've never... I'm kind, still kind of baffled, but anyway. This guy, like, I also, I also even went as far as... After the comment of me not texting, I texted him on Sunday night and was like, Hey, I 
thanks again for breakfast. Had a great time. Like, so, anyway, texts me on Monday morning and says, you know, you talk a lot, LOL, but it's cool because you're passionate when you speak and your voice is really sexy and cute. That ain't it, ladies and gentlemen. That ain't it. And I was like, that was random. And he was like, sorry, just thought of it. Or that just popped into my head, LOL, sorry. And I was like, not sure if that's supposed to be a compliment or an insult. And he was like, definitely not an insult. Please, I hope you didn't take it as one. And I was like, it's definitely not a compliment. Um, and then he went into this whole, like, I'm, I'm not good at this and I'm just trying my best and I'm trying not to be like all the other guys and you never answer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I actually did something that I don't normally do, which is like, what? Before you responded, he said something though that was like, oh, oh, yes. Oh, well, it was nice to know you or something like that. Yeah, well, it was nice getting to know you, I guess. Yeah. Which I think triggered me into saying something. Because mm-hmm. at first I was just like, meh, I'm going to just ghost this guy. He's kind of annoying and like, eh, I didn't like that, but mm-hmm. not going to fight with you over it. And honestly, I didn't fight with him. I, I When I talked with my therapist about it, she was like, it sounds like you were very kind. And when I read back through the messages, I actually was very kind mm-hmm. to this guy. But I basically just said like, I don't know what girl ever would think that that was a compliment. And when someone tells you that they don't think it's a compliment, don't throw out manipulative shit like, oh, well, it was nice getting to know you, I guess. Like, are you a child? I, I don't. Yeah. I'm saying this to you guys, but, like, I said it in nicer words to him. You said, like, it was very manipulative and childish. Yes. And so, anyway, he he goes on, and I, and then I, I, like, kind of stopped answering. We went, I said, I spoke my piece. He continued to keep giving responses to it. Um, and then he hit me up again and was like, I really hope I have a chance to, like, redeem myself with you. And I just decided to just be straightforward I'm actually taking this advice from Maddie, which is funny. We have a friend who also blogs and has a um, a podcast, and she has talked about how for her, she thinks it's super important to, like, give people closure no matter how long your interaction has been with them. Mm-hmm. So I just responded back and was like, hey, I have no hard feelings. I wish the best for you, and I think that there's a girl out there for you, but I'm not her. So... And he didn't answer again. But I did give him a clear cut, like, no. Right? Mm -hmm. So that was all. That that was my dates this week. And they failed. But I looked cute. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Um, And I'm proud of myself for just going out with people I don't know and just trying it. Yeah. Well, I mean, one other thing that Maddie says a lot is, like, if anything, it's practice. Yeah, yeah, she's always encouraging practice. We're plugging Maddie a lot here. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if she's still making podcasts, but if anyone's interested, she makes a podcast called Your 20 Suck. Yeah. Right? Um, and they're super cute and adorable, and yeah. I love the stuff that they say. So anyway, thanks, Maddie, for your dating advice. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're using it. Um, so tell me about your date, Martha. So I feel like my dates weren't as bad as yours. I don't, he was nice. He was a doctor. I don't think that my dates were bad. I, I just, and they ended up not being the right person yeah. for me. So, he was nice. And I somehow ended up being insulted. <laughs> I feel like that's bad. Okay, so, the guy I went on a date with was nice. He was a doctor. 
Oh, la la. Oh, doctor. Doctor, doctor. Um. <laughs> I don't know sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like losing my verbals right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he was a doctor. So, there was like a level of like, we were talking about like, oh, the pandemic, how it affects work, like how work has been. Also, like, work is similar. He works at a rehab, so, like, he gets patients after they leave the hospital. Okay. But, like, still need further care and, like, physical rehabilitation. Um, so, I could, like, relate because a lot of my patients go to rehab. So, like, that was, like, good conversations. And then within, like, probably the first, like, I'm going to say 30 minutes, of the date, he is, like, asking me about my hobbies, and I was, like, yeah, like, what's your hobbies? (laughs) And he was, like, well, I do magic. And I was, like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And I don't know. And poof, Martha was out. (laughs) Um, But then he went as far as he brought a deck of cards to the date. Yeah, he was waiting for you to ask what his hobbies were. He brought a deck of cards and then, like, pulls out this deck of cards and does a bunch of tricks for me. I was like, I'm going to do these tricks for you. And then he was like, and the local news station actually did a segment on me. So here, watch this YouTube video of this news segment of me doing magic for my patients. Yeah. Cool. And I was just like. I mean, I guess that's his, he's one of, you know, so there's like doctors who are like, that'll dress up as clowns, you know what I mean? Like, have you, (laughs) your face. (laughs) What? That was like, must have been a nightmare that you've had before. (laughs) Martha's eyes just got so big when I said that. That was so funny. What? Okay, but like, for some reason I'm thinking of like a... Robin Williams movie where he like wears a red nose and he's doctor. Oh, I don't think that's a thing. I think it's real life that people try to make their patients happy. Yeah, and there are these doctors out there that have they have these corny know, news stories about. I know there are lots of like pediatric. Yeah, doctors. Yeah, that, like, it is a little strange that it's not pediatric. No, he's with older patients, but like it's like pediatric doctors that dress up as superheroes and stuff. Okay, for yeah, that yeah, makes more but, sense. Yeah. It, Magicians. <laughs> magic. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there was that. I think, so we, we talked about this later. I have, like, a hard time. Also, like, I really haven't dated for that long. Yeah. Like, this is my first time really dating in the past year and a half. Well, this is, like, I was thinking about it and, like, chatting about the practice thing. Because I was chatting yeah. with our brother about it being practice. Um, but, like, I haven't, I haven't dated like, I've gone on some dates in this first year of me being single, mm-hmm. but I haven't dated since I was 16, 17 Same. years old. So, like, yeah. it is different, and I like the practice. Yeah. And I think one thing that you need to practice is learning how to, like, be like, I'm going home now. Yeah, so I basically don't know how to, like, cut off the date. You had to have because you left at some point. Yeah. Well, it was, like, late, and I was like, yeah, I gotta drive. It's late. And he was like... Oh, I work tomorrow. And I was like, okay, like, bye. You, you go to bed. Goodbye. Um, so, like, that's one thing that I feel like I need to work on is, like, being like, okay, I'm leaving. But it went as far as, like, we, like, went back to his apartment and he showed me his Harry Potter wand. <laughs> this is the guy. This You're going to marry this guy. I mean, so then I'm texting my coworkers 
And I'm like, this guy, he does magic, blah, blah, blah. And my one friend at work was like, well, I mean, was he nice otherwise? Because, like, if he makes money, you could just look past the whole magic thing there you and go. just make it work. That's funny. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He was nice. Yep, but you probably won't go on a second date. I probably will not. Yeah, so on to the next one. Yeah. Somebody call I the do waitress. Have, I do actually have another date Saturday morning. Cool. So, with cool. someone else. Nice. I'm going to go to the beach this weekend and just take a break. Well, you did two in, in one day. Yeah. Got, I'm doing two in one week. There you go. I'm not as advanced as you, but I'm trying Actually, to... I liked that it just, like, I knocked them both out yeah. on the same day. But it was, exa- it was like, an exhausting day. Yeah. And it was a Sunday. And honestly, I was just pissed after the second one that I wasn't fed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would not have stood for that. I would have been like, so food? Now. Feed me. Feed me. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Baby like chocolate pudding. <laughs> Okay, so on to the next topic. And now we will move on to protecting your peace. How will one remain peaceful and calm as all of the things in life are fucking up and falling apart? All right. Smoke weed. Smoke, Smoke weed, weed every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we both thought of that. Love, I love Snoop Dogg. Um, Hi. Yeah, so protecting your peace. I'm excited to talk about this because I think it's, it's definitely something that I feel like people don't always focus on. And sometimes outside influences push them into a state of mind or into a state of stress. Or into depression when a lot when I think there are things that you can do yourself, um, and I think of it a lot of times as setting up boundaries for what you're allowing to happen in your life or what where your standards are for things in life to remain, you know, confident and at peace with where you are and what's going on in your life and what things you allow in your life. Um, so I think one of the things. Yep. So I think one of the things that I was I was thinking about when when going into this was like that not everyone's peace may look the same. You know, and and some things that may trigger you or may cause you distress would not. would would not be the same for others, yeah. right? So part of it is identifying like what where in your headspace would you consider yourself being in control of your peace mm-hmm. and having that and then being able to identify what things maybe coming in mm-hmm. outside influences to interrupt that. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously everybody's can be different, but wanted to just go through some with you today to mm-hmm. kind of share our experiences and thoughts on the matter. And um, I've definitely enacted a lot of these over yeah. this last couple of years with mm-hmm. having, I think been pushed to a breaking point and having my piece like disrupted, totally disrupted that I realized, okay, how do I protect myself from that happening? Mm-hmm. And how do I protect myself from things putting me back into that mindset, like, going forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I hope he's being a little bit needy today. I like it. Um, yeah, so I think, like, one thing for me that really brought up this topic was, like, speaking your piece. hmm Or, um, taking the actions 
not even like speaking, but like taking the actions necessary in order to obtain your peace. So like I had experienced a situation at work that didn't sit well with me and ended up being like very distressing. The more I thought about it and the more I like looked back on it mm-hmm. and in order to regain peace in myself, I needed to talk to my manager about it or take take the steps necessary in this situation to right what I felt was wrong. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be even just the level of getting it off your chest, yes. people say. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were at a crossroads where either you were going to just get over it and move on and never address it again, but then it would always be this burning thing that, like, mm-hmm. hung on you. And mm-hmm. and I have anxiety about things like that. Like, ever, there are things that I never addressed or I never got off my chest, and I feel like randomly they pop back up and they disturb my peace. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just getting it off your chest, just, like, literally out. saying what you need to say about it. Taking it out of your body and just putting it into the world, and mm-hmm. then where it goes in the, from there, it doesn't really matter, but as long as it's out of you. Yeah, you don't have to carry it anymore. Yes. So I think that's awesome. That's a good one of, of things that you can do to, like, protect your piece I think that it goes along also with like sometimes people and like the interactions with people Mm -hmm. so like for me I have had levels to like protecting my peace from others Mm -hmm. um some who I'm totally still friends with and have in my life and have relationships with I've I've just put boundaries around those Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships or I've been like literally open to them and said like when you act like that or when you call me and bring me into this drama like it causes me to stress and like it Mm -hmm. it it it, then I need to then fix my peace because you know you and you may have not thought you were doing that you may have just Mm -hmm. thought you were gossiping to me but like putting up those types of boundaries but even as far as like I've had to cut people out of my life that were toxic and that them as a presence in general when every interaction with them was disturbing my peace Mm -hmm. and was going to continue to so I knew that boundary was coming but I also felt like speaking it and like being clear about it was a part of also protecting my peace because now they don't I don't have any lingering of them showing back up and being like you know why haven't you why where have you been I've been trying to get a hold of you like Mm -hmm. I basically said to every single person who I wasn't going to ever communicate with in life anymore that I wasn't Mm -hmm. ever going to communicate with them in life anymore and I don't want them in my life Mm -hmm. um and for me that was like really freeing and I feel like it took a weight off my shoulders that even though I knew I even though I could have blocked their numbers and never seen them again I also made it clear to them and they are aware that I wanted that separation and Mm -hmm. I don't want that to ever come back Mm -hmm. um I don't know if that's something you could relate to yeah I mean we have family members that I feel like I've ended up having to make that clear boundary of, like, this relationship is not beneficial to me and it needs to end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that, for me, like, if I didn't make that clear cut and just, like you said, block them and never... But, like, knowing that I could potentially run into them at Giant and (laughs) have them say something to me, like, no. I want it to be clear that, like, our relationship is over. Yeah. There is no longer a relationship between us. There is nothing beneficial that is coming from this, so it's done. Yeah. And that, for me, has been very peaceful, and honestly, I don't think about it. Yeah, you don't have to hold on to it. My brain is like, okay, that is gone now, and and I don't have to worry about that situation anymore. It's done. Agreed. And, like, the box has been sealed and shipped off to another place. Agreed. Yeah. 
um, another way that I think about protecting peace and like even this is something that I've worked on a lot in this last year because it all goes in with like mental health and mindfulness activities Mm -hmm. but a lot of times peace and feeling good about yourself and feeling good about your life and feeling like you're in the right place and you're in the right mindset comes with like your habits and Mm -hmm. what you do on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. so um you know I use the example of like if I don't go to the gym today and I eat bad today I it may not ruin my life and it may not disturb my peace if I continue to not go to the gym for weeks and months and I continue to eat bad for weeks and months, it's going to physically drain me, right, mm-hmm. and, and have a physical reaction. But also for me, that's a huge mental thing. Yeah. I do a lot of self-loathing, and so then I'm feeding into that and I'm giving myself the reasons to. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's not so much that you have to be perfect every single day, mm-hmm. but that you have to, like, work consistently towards having those things that make you happy and make you feel fulfilled and keep you balanced in life. So to like reflect on what you said in the beginning, how everybody's peace looks different. Yeah. Like for me, working out brings me peace and it releases a lot of anxiety and X, Y, and Z, but eating candy and (laughs) sugary things, having ice cream and cannoli dip, that also like brings me a lot of happiness and peace into my life. And so like for me, it carries like not necessarily... I don't necessarily eat bad all the time, but, like, I do indulge in things that bring me, like, happiness, and I do yeah. a little happiness yeah. every time. And I, I hear a lot from, like, because I follow a lot of, like, the diet community and body positive people mm-hmm. that when they were, like, dieting and they were, like, strict, their food was – their their world revolves around the food that they ate and they never gave themselves anything and it was like counting calories and like as little as you can be like it almost started to disrupt their peace and they didn't feel happy about life Mm because they weren't like enjoying real life or real things so it's balancing that it's it's like because I think even going too healthy or being like I can't eat that or judging things is going to cause you distress yeah right so be okay like be accepting of yourself Mm -hmm. and and be lenient with yourself and give yourself the things that make you feel good Mm -hmm. but don't eat like pizza every day for a month well I mean you can do that you can do that yeah you can totally do that (laughs) pizza's on a different level um pizza is great to kind of backtrack back into like your interpersonal relationships and finding peace in those ways I think one thing that's especially poignant I don't know if that's the right word I think it is (laughs) it's a big word like important right now is being able to not necessarily always cut people completely out of your life, but unfollow them or block them on social media or unfriend them. Make it so that you don't have to see their posts and not feeling distressed by what they're posting and not having to be distressed if, if it's not something that you want or feel yeah. the need to speak your piece about yeah. and air your grievances like about that specific topic because I know right now there's a lot of political things and human rights things that people have varying <laughs> difference yeah. I feel opinions like... on and that can disturb your peace and I know for me that disturbs my peace sometimes yeah I feel like one thing I noticed I used to have all these friends on, on social media and, and Facebook that were like super conservative from our Christian upbringing, Mm -hmm. which is not fundamentally who I am as a person now today. I don't dislike any of these people. I don't have hard feelings towards them, but I don't believe that they view the world in 
the same way. The same way I do. Mm -hmm. And I'll go as far as saying I don't think they view the world in the correct way. Because I, I think that it's, I think a lot of things that people support are truly wrong. Yeah. I do. Um, that's my personal belief. However, seeing them on social media and constantly seeing these things, I almost felt obligated to provide my opinion and to engage in the conversations because that's really what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that it led into this like black hole of like negativeness. And I've seen a lot of people posting, and this actually gets on my nerves to be honest with you, that they're like taking a break from social media, so much arguing, so much hate hatred but like you're posting memes every single day that are aggressively challenging so you're you're literally posting something that is strongly yeah. aggressively challenging on whichever opinion mm -hmm. it is and then you're upset that people are responding mm -hmm. right so I just chose to like clean those people out and um, I do post some things I do not think anything I post is engaging or aggressively challenging i think i post things that say black lives matter or like i believe i post things for pride month and i'm like go pride like that's not saying i'm not saying to someone gay people should have more rights than xyz i'm not challenging from a political perspective i'm just saying hey i stand behind this you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i think a lot of the memes that i see and the things being posted are like are are saying are stating that people are lying and are, saying that they're yeah. pansies and like there's name calling involved it's, there's a lot of name calling yeah and i feel like that so i think protecting your peace is for some people fighting because we are in a battle right now and yeah. and you do need to fight and i think you need to be a part of the movement and fighting in the movement i don't think that entertaining facebook trolls is exactly so, what needs to be done yes from I think my opinion you need to pick your battles wisely okay that's fair um, we are in a, in a war, in, in a way, in a, in a battle, in a fight, and draining yourself on the littlest of people in this fight, although it may seem important in the moment, they're not the big picture. True. Little Susie down the street, who doesn't talk to anybody, who doesn't influence the world, although she may be completely wrong in her viewpoints... Fighting and challenging her is, in some in some cases, a waste of your time. And yeah. You I also and find it very empowering to say to bigger. someone that they're like they're like to say to little Susie down the street. Like I find it empowering to be like little Susie. I don't care about your opinion. I'm better than you, and my opinions are better than yours. And this is a waste of my energy. Yeah. Like, that brings me peace, to be honest with you. Yeah. To let everyone get under your skin and everything get under your skin in any place. I mean, obviously, we're talking specifically about Facebook because I think that's where I've seen it a lot lately. Yeah. But, um, so I think my suggestion would just be, like, to protect your peace. Mm -hmm. You know, identify for you what, what that is, means. What, what that means, yeah. Identify what things in your life disrupt that and have been. Because mm -hmm. if you look back, you can probably you can probably see clearly if you if you sit down and think about what things are causing me to stress? When was the last time I felt distressed? What made that? And, and and start to identify those things. And then just setting boundaries of how you protect yourself from getting into that situation again or letting it seep into your mental state and, yeah. and disrupt you. No, I think, I think that's 100% correct. Um, doing what you need to do in any aspect of life in order to achieve your most peaceful state, I think is very important and I think you not only enjoy life more in in a more peaceful state but you're able to do the things that are important to you 
when you're not spread so thin. That like protecting your peace gives you the energy to do the things that are the most important to you and to be able to ignore Yeah. To be able to decipher, it gives you some clarity. You're able to to even have a clear mind to think X, Y, and Z. And then you can be like, curves aren't important to me right now. This one is. And to focus your attention on something that's more important to you. And um, I don't know. I think I think that it's not always easy to find peace. and to Sometimes it, it comes from self-control as well. Yeah. So you have to force yourself. You have to challenge yourself to make sure you don't let those things. Yeah, so I'm the type of person that Abby always yells at me for this. It's like, I want to engage <laughs> in Facebook debates. I want to yell at people. <laughs> Yeah, but then, like, you'll be distressed, like, for a day or two. Especially if it keeps going. Yeah. So, I think, though, also, there are certain situations where, like, people saying that, like, the coronavirus swabs were putting trackers in the back of your head. That, I I knew, that was my expertise, and I was able to speak on. But things that... But continuing to talk to a person who's an idiot about it, and just continues to be an idiot. Yeah. So, So, being able to find your peace, and then, like, for me, challenging myself to just cut people off yeah that is that be is in control of me, it but I do it and I'm able to like and I'm able to exercise that more so now than I was before so yeah the more you identify it mm-hmm. and, and to find out what what things you need to do but yeah what do you guys do to protect your peace let us know